I'm going to go ahead and start. I'll introduce Calvin. Calvin Harris has been a member of the Prosperos for over 50 years. He had studied for over 20 years as one of the personal students of the renowned master teacher Thane of Hawaii. Calvin is a mentor in the Prosperos. He is a life coach facilitating those looking to find their truth and achieve their highest potential. His avocation now turned profession has over the years brought him into convergence of diverse and dynamic individuals from various walks of life and in various communities. This convergence has led to the revelation and sharing of life stories that comprise these Sunday meeting conversations. It is a way to see the richness of life from those who live their life through doing what they love, their art, their passion, their creativity. And so now I present Calvin Harris, Calvin, welcome. Aloha. So good to see everybody. <laughs> ah, wow. This is really exciting. Thank you all for being here today uh, for another Sunday of engaging conversation. Now, my uh, uh, guest today is Cheryl Charlesworth. Now, some of you may know her as the wife of longtime Prospero student, Tom Charlesworth. Through our conversation today, you may find out how she had enchanted Tom through her forthright, authentic way of seeing the world. This week's conversation centers on a blank page, which is the tool of many artists, be it a blank canvas of a painter or the uh, paper that holds black lines and sw swiggles placed by the composer of music, or yes, the blank, blank page of the writer, be it you, the journal, you and your journal, or the story uh, teller. The entries are always the same. The tool is always the same that blank page and a pen, or a blank page on the computer. <laughs> I like the idea of artists invoking rather than expressing a story. I like the idea that writers are not expressing themselves, but are invoking or awakening something within us. From our collective human uh, experiences, uh, the archetypal principles such as the hero's journey. Now this is an archetype uh, that is so pervasive within every culture and is so much the tool of the writer, the storyteller. It may start as memory, little memories that cause you to have a cerebral feeling or discomfort in your body and then it begins. So I'm not gonna say much more on that. Let's, let's take it from a writer. 
So to tell us more about uh, what uh, I would like to uh, bring online, uh, Cheryl Charlesworth, my guest and friend, and her perspective and creative process as a fictional writer and storyteller. Cheryl, welcome. Hello. Tom, you'll have to unmute. There okay. you go. Okay, good morning, good morning. <laughs> good morning. This is Tom's computer, and this is Tom. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How you doing? Yeah. Well. Uh, there we go. Okay. Well, um, this is really something. Um, I would like to thank you for taking time out because I know you, <laughs> you and Tom have been uh, transporting. You've recently moved from Washington State to Oregon. Yes. And I think that Tom just last night, and the reason you, we might not see much of him is because he's just made the last, I believe, of, the, of a long haul of your things from Washington to it Oregon. It was about seven hours because it was stormy weather. So oh um, anyway, we had one last little journey to make. So now we're in Portland going through our storage before we go to our next journey. And, and, I, and I, I understand that that final destination will be Portugal. <laughs> um, half time in Portugal and half time in Arizona. Oh, that's going to be wonderful. Yeah, where it's warmer weather at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, know, I know that needs since I've gotten older for what warmer weather. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you need uh, that. You need yes. That. yes. So let's uh, tell everyone how we're acquainted. Well, gosh, um, do I have that much time? Um, <laughs> we, um, we met about 31 years ago mm -hmm. through Debbie and Larry Burns. And I had just met Tom in December 15th. And um, I think we met at a Halloween party at Debbie and Larry's house. And mm -hmm. I can't remember what you were dressed up as. <laughs> but um we um we uh we met and uh, i don't know the rest is the rest is history i mean we've remained connected for a long time i mean through parties mm -hmm. uh through you know conversations Home. on the phone uh you visited us in seattle and in our house and hopefully um you know in arizona because we'll pass you <laughs> So yeah, we've had a long connection. You and I have long, many, many champagne. Many oh people. yes, and that's our favorite is yeah. conversation, champagne, yeah. and Billy Holiday pl yeah, uh, play exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. on the uh, on the in the background. Yeah, Matter that's a story. Of... That's a story I could write within itself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the situation of. Uh, you giving me a set of uh, CDs of Billie Holiday when you were working at, um, was Sony. that Columbia? Sony Columbia Sony. Pictures, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that. Uh, so uh, when you were working at the studios and that. Uh, yeah, I was working in marketing. Marketing, and business yeah. And doing, um, doing contracts mm -hmm. with different um, television stations. In fact, that was what I was going to do when we came up to Portland, but be a uh, assistant station manager for KATU, which is channel two. 
in uh, Portland, but it didn't happen. Um, I had to take another job. Well, somewhere along the line, then there came that um, that bit about you wanting to take a become a writer. Yeah. Now, where did that take off? I know that it was <laughs> began as an avocation, something you did on the side. And Cheryl, you need to switch to the other side. <laughs> there. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, yeah, this is Tom's computer, so I do apologize for. No. Logistics. Um, let's see. I, I was a closet writer, actually, for mm-hmm. many years. I was inspired to write, actually, when I was probably 10, 11 years old. My dad, who worked at the steel mill, uh, missed a lot of his favorite stories. And um, I would tell them what happened uh, when he was at work. And that's how I cultivated my storytelling. And as I got older, we'd sit on the porch in a very small town in Ohio, Youngstown, and I would tell him stories. He said, tell me a story. So I would tell him a story. And it was very, very engaging. Sometime it would be from what happened to me at school. Sometime it would be from what was going on in the neighborhood. But I realized when I made him cry that I had the ability to be a very good storyteller. And as I took English in school, uh, my teachers recognized that also that I was a very good storyteller. And what one assignment one teacher had, I took, she had me change the endings of a lot of the fairy tales and stories. And when I did that, um, I knew that I could engage people uh, because she said, write for yourself, write something that you want to surprise people. And I learned that the ending of a story is the most valuable part of the story because any movie you see, you, you remember the end. Not so much the beginning, but you remember the end. So I try to um, have my endings totally unexpected. Mm-hmm. So and that uh, is certainly the case on the uh, the uh, two books that you have r- written. Yeah. And certainly on that last one, the merry-go-round. <laughs> the last merry-go-round. Yeah. I certainly wasn't thing. expecting that. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think you were. In fact, I think I think you did call me and you said, "What the?" <laughs> and you didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. <laughs> no, no. So that was excellent, excellent. Uh, that goes on there. What is um, um, tell individuals the um, where you pick up inspiration for some of your your books what is the research that you might do what um, what observations is it that just that might set that into motion well I um Unlike on my website, I said I'm a back porch storyteller. I can take a blank piece of paper and I can evoke a lot of emotions. And I get that from my imagination. Uh, I could be walking down the street and I could see a couple or I could be um, looking through a magazine. 
Well, wasn't it a couple that 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 um, inspired the last merry-go-round? The yes. last merry-go-round. Um, uh, that say, happened. That happened. I was in my twenties, and I was taking a writing class. I know it was a Saturday morning, um, and there wasn't anybody. I was in Westwood, and there wasn't anybody on uh, walking in the street except me. And there was a car parked um, by a traffic light. And the two people, it was a convertible Porsche. I remember that. And the, um, they were arguing. And what drew me to look at them, they were, they were dressed up like they had gone to a formal affair. And he, he was just yelling at her. Her head was down. And she looked up. And in about three seconds, he backhanded her about four or five times. And that sound stayed with me. That whole image stayed with me because my father didn't beat my mother and, and anything like that. So when I got to class, I wanted to write her story. And my um, teacher said, you don't have enough uh, experience uh, to write that kind of story. You need to wait until you're older. So um, years and years later, the story stayed with me. And I felt- oh, I, I'd just like to say it's interesting uh, that uh, even though at the time that that book, oh, that you had started that idea and that that idea was germinating, there was another book that came, that became your first book Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that that was written later. Uh, um, can you t- so that process doesn't really? It's not linear. It might no. uh, start and stop, and something else might happen. Uh, right. Could you tell us about the the book that came before the that? first book? The first book, um, the ears that have eyes. I was in, when I was in Sedona. I was inspired by conversations that I had with um, friends and we gathered around at my house or their house and we all kind of shared secrets. So was this and like was, a story group yeah, no, or a writer's it group? A it was just a dinner. Everyone just a dinner. Okay. gathered at each other's house and um, we started telling each other stories, just secrets over wine and, and, you know, whatever. And um, during that time, uh, when I was losing my business, uh, the writing and my cat, Henry, kept me, kept my sanity. And so I wrote that story in about six months. And um, it was a fun, it was a fun read for me because it, it was about four women in LA, mm-hmm. but it, um, again, there was a lot of journeys and that's how I write with my characters having a lot of journeys or, well, a, uh, or a challenge that they have to, uh, they have to uh, overcome like life, like life. Yes, the, the hero's journey which in all of our lives we we have to go through one way or another exactly exactly and what i liked about that particular story was that um um the you do not uh, write uh 
for a specific race or about a particular race, even no. though they are a woman of color, you right. what you bring out is the the uh, total spectrum of humanity. Right. And with those four women, I thought it was very interesting because you even dealt with uh, a, a woman of mixed blood, which was very very interesting. To, to me because this is a, uh, a new group that is all, more and more uh, asking for recognition. And so I, I thought it was very, very interesting the, the, within the storylines that that was right. one of them there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I, as being African-American, I don't want to be known as an African-American writer who only writes black stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, although there are a lot to write about, but I want to I want to write about situations between people, and I'm driven to writing about women, uh, particularly in my last book, where this woman overcomes abuse, because I felt having worked at uh, um, centers for women and having friends that uh, were abused. I felt it was timely. The other story, uh, the first story I wrote is about a reconnection with your mother. And I had a very turbulent relationship with my mother. And so as I was writing that, I was kind of putting myself in the main character. So um, again, I don't want to be known as an African-American writer who writes only African-American stories, although I do have one that I had written and I haven't gotten it published, but um, I want to be known as a writer who engages people, who makes, uh, who makes uh, from the first word to the last word, they can look at themselves and they can take a deep breath and they can feel, well, I, can, I saw myself in that. Or I or or I can I can relate to that. Or Cheryl has really hit on something that I've been thinking about. Uh, or maybe even inspire them to write. You know, I I've had a lot of people who've read my stories nationally and internationally that I've inspired them to write. So that uh, that really is uh, that really is a very uh, good accolade for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Um... Uh, interesting because there has been, you you know how fickle Hollywood can be. Uh, mm -hmm. They'll they'll pile up four or five or six or seven different ideas, and then they'll they'll pitch them, and then they'll come up and say, "Okay, this is the one that we want to do." And I think one of your stories wasn't it uh, even uh, uh, beginning stages, at least, about possibly making it into a film or something. Yes, I've had interest in um, the last book, uh, the ears that have uh, the, uh, the last merry-go-round. I've had interest in that uh, from in Europe. Uh, and it's not, it's not a done deal, uh, but I've had have interest mm -hmm. because um, people can see the relevancy of, of a woman um, or anyone really in a situation, you know, from here going to here and trying to survive. Cause that's about survival. And I think we all are trying to survive whether we're in an abuse situation or not, you know, this is all about survival and having courage. 
So um, that's why I dedicated this book, not just to the woman that I saw, but to all people who are trying to overcome um, some kind of challenge, some kind of obstacle. Well, I think it's even, uh, you know, if we're talking about this, I think that it was more about uh, uh, the, the individual more than just surviving, but wanting right. to thrive. Absolutely. Yes. Get yes. from underneath this thing of that she was just surviving. Yes. That it was that. But it's picking up that scepter. Uh, it's some way, somehow coming to that point of where you feel empowered. It's true, Calvin, and it's interesting. I've had on my reviews on Amazon, I've had more men read my book and comment <laughs> on how my book has changed them. In fact, the editor, my editor was a male editor, and he said that my book made him want to be a better father, want him to be a better husband, want him to be a better man. And um, because I touched on I touched on emotions and that's, mm -hmm. as a writer, that's what I want. I want to be able to, to touch on the hardcore emotions. I want to write the stories that are hard to write. And I want to write the stories that have not necessarily a happy ending, but have an ending that is uh, resolvable, if you mm -hmm. want to use that word. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I think uh, resolution is so important. Anytime that we're dealing with uh, the the archetypal symbol of the hero's journey, because that's something that we're all on. Yes, and it's sure. it's and it's too enlightenment. It is to uh, that situation there. When you're starting your books, Cheryl, how how is it uh, that you you start that process? Uh, we talked about one of the things was. Um, uh, seeing those two people in the in the car and that did it uh, is uh, what is your research for this life? Um, well, what I do is kind of unconventional, but I think of the title first. Uh, that is, and <laughs> uh, the title even for my blog, it's my jumping off point, mm -hmm. and uh, I have a box. A cigarette, a cigar box, or whatever of all these titles, and a lot of them I've gotten registered. But what I do um, when I was writing uh, this last book, and I had done uh, some research on abuse, I'd done research on relationships, uh, just observing my friends and their relationship, um, and. Um, looking at character character arcs and mm -hmm. i watch a lot of british television oh me and, too <laughs> uh, british television is a very good uh learning point for me because unlike american television they really develop the character and so by doing that that's that's my point. And then what I do, oh now wait, wait, just holding that holding that mm -hmm. uh, point for a moment, developing the character because in British TV, it's not just the main uh, character that is developed. Right. It is that range of characters that yes. are developed. Yeah. And that was something else is I was curious is to when you have an ensemble of people, 
other than the protagonist or our main hero, uh, who, uh, how do you decide on who's going to get to say what? Uh, well, what and I do, how they're what I do after, after I decide on the premise of the story, mm-hmm. then I take a piece of paper and I, I write down who's going to be in the story. So you do an outline. I don't do an outline. I don't work from an outline, but I write down who's going to be in the story, how old they are, what they look like. And I start from there. I, um, and that kind of gives me my characters because all in in my mind, as I'm thinking of this story, I'm thinking of how I want it to develop. I have it in my head, the beginning, the middle and end. I just need to know how many people are going to be in this story, what the ages are. And then from there, I do, um, I do briefly a little what the first chapter is going to be. And I do it in my head. And then when I sit down on the computer, the voices are talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to keep up with them as I'm <laughs> typing. Uh, you know, and, and, and when I'm in the zone, Tom could be calling me. And I don't even hear him because I am like typing and I can hear these people in my, in my sleep. I can see them um, all the time. And they tell me when the story is over. I know when the story is over because I can, I, when the last breath of the character happens, I know when it's over, but it's a very organic way. I don't, I tried to write from an outline and it didn't work because it was too confining. And I, I feel that um, a lot of times you just need to have the freedom to write and then to rewrite. But um, you, need, uh, you need to have the freedom. You need to have that freedom to make. So it is. So it is that business of rewrite because some oh, yeah, some yeah, individuals yeah. think that well, that once they've written it that it's done. That's just the beginning. <laughs> no, no. Because if I write it, um, if I write a story and. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll write the first the first paragraph and then I'll think, oh, you know, I should have expanded that. Yeah. So it's always expanding it, always expanding. And then I read and I said, oh, I have too many words. So mm-hmm. I take some out and put some in. But it is an editing process. And then yeah. I get an editor to edit it because yeah, right. I the worst editors. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After you whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down. Uh, I know I do a, um, you do a blog, I do a blog. Uh, in my blog, I, I run it by Sue Beck afterwards because she it's just wonderful having someone that you can count well, on. Well, my blogs now, um, I write my blogs myself mm-hmm. and I have, um, I don't show them to anyone. I write mm-hmm. them. And it's, it's how I'm feeling for that moment. And it uh-huh. takes me about half an hour to write them. Oh, uh, that's quick. Because, because I'm putting out thoughts that I feel, and they've changed since six years. Of oh, doing yeah. Blogs, oh, and yeah. I've been doing it six years. Uh, but it's a writing practice mm-hmm. uh, for me. And it's also a therapy um, right. for all the stuff that's going on, you know, now and, you know, whatever. Absolutely, because in the writing process, it's so important, even if you're doing your journaling, and so many people I know do, it's, it's, it kind of helps us along the way to see, we know that life is going to have the, its, 
its bumps and its ups and downs in that. But what a lot of people don't do is that they don't stop and reflect on that. They don't stop and do uh, through the Prospero's process of, of translating RHS on that and then see how they're going to do that differently. Right, right. And I think that journaling is a way to, to help us look at what, what our processes are, what's going on, and then allow us to say, okay, we can then take a different step. We can do right. it differently. Yes. It's like the person that, <laughs> it goes to the, um, to the um, socket of the, uh, of the uh, electric socket and keep yeah. putting their finger in there and go, oh, that hurt. Well, you yeah. would think that they would learn the first time not to do it, but yeah. but yeah. some folks, they just want to do it over and over again. I think they like yeah. the shock. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you know, with writing, you know, I think what for me, the more you write, the better you get. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and I've had people say, I, I wish I could write. I think everyone has a story. Yes. And, you know, in them, in them, or short story. Uh, not everybody's autobiography uh, or, or bi uh, biography should be told. I think you need to, <laughs> you need to, kind of look at the people, you know. But yeah. I, I think that everyone has a story, and absolutely, it's a matter of if you want to write. You know, mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you want to write and not to write, because am I going to sell this? Exactly. And right? that was because the uh... want to because you want to, because once you finish it and as you as you get confident, you will start telling people about mm -hmm. it and, mm -hmm. or people will start telling other people about you know, read this, read that. And then that's a whole different process. Of Absolutely. There is the other thing of writer's block. Yeah. How do you, how do you overcome that when you've gotten to a point and then the characters decided that they're going to take a day off or take lunch <laughs> or something and you're waiting for them and going, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> how do you handle that? Oh, you mean when I paint myself in a corner? Um, mm -hmm. What I, what I do, I just, um, I just step away mm -hmm. and um, I, um, I read something else or I listen to music or I um, work on a different part of the book mm -hmm. or I, um, I go for a walk, I meditate. Um, eventually it will come back mm -hmm. to me. And there are times when I was writing this last book where I took a month off. Mm -hmm. because I had a lot of stuff going on in my life and I didn't know where to take the character after I read it mm -hmm. I said I need to cut this out mm -hmm. because one when you're writing fiction you only have so many words there you go <laughs> and I was over and I was over those words because yeah. I knew I couldn't go over 90,000 words mm -hmm. and so I had to cut some of it out but I think writer's block is, and I hate that word block. I think writer's block is a way for you to re reflect on what yeah. you've written. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I've let other people read what I've had. And that's one time when I let people read what I have. Mm -hmm. uh, when I have a writer's block, because I'll ask them, does this make sense? Because 
I, it, I think it, in one of your books, you had uh, asked me about that too. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't make sense. But I'm not, I don't ask a lot of people because it's my story mm-hmm. and I'll just jump off the cliff by myself. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, it's just <laughs> my story. It's my story. And I yeah. think when you write, you have to write the story that you want to read or you have to write for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you write a good story, you will sell it mm-hmm. or people will read it and you will inspire people. But mm-hmm. that's what I do when I have writer's block. And okay. um, I can kind of sense it when it's coming on. So then I stop and yeah. then I do something else. Uh, one of the things that you said during this time is that the business of reading someone else. So I, have you noticed, because since I've been writing that it seems like I'm doing a lot more reading of mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading, I, I have, I'm in a lot of uh, writing associations mm-hmm. and writing groups. Yeah. yeah writing groups like mm-hmm. Penn, uh, women's, uh, women's fiction writers, mm-hmm. and I'm even mentoring a couple people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to read people's writing that are, they're, they're unknown writers. Yeah. Uh, because I still can go to uh Maya Angelo and James Baldwin but I'm trying to I'm trying to mentor people that aren't successful and have and have uh correspondence with them and then I've been reading a lot of uh, magazine articles Mm -hmm. because they're shorter if you read like the New York you know the the New Yorker or something I'm just uh, that's how I'm trying to take a different approach to yeah to reading, yeah. to reading. No, I, it is so important. Uh, uh, as you know, I've been uh, also involved in in writers group and and uh, that sort of thing. And it's amazing some of the new voices that are coming up that haven't been heard. And a lot of that has to do with uh, getting your your book published and getting it out there. Um, have you had any rejection letters or anything like that? Oh yeah, I had, I've had a lot. I've had a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I went, um, I could not, the last book I wrote, uh, I could not get an American publisher to take it on because they thought that, oh my God, you know, this is like too much in your face. So I got a British publisher to um to take me on and um i thought it was quite interesting that they they loved the writing but they just said it was just it was you know a woman because it it covers a lot yeah Um, and um they it, it was just too it was i guess not marketable they couldn't find and i and i think of all the stuff that's on TV, <laughs> movies, <laughs> said, okay, are you kidding me? Yes. yes. Uh, but when I was in Portugal, uh, I got a lovely letter from a woman um, in uh, in London, and she said that she read my story and she cried, and she knew at the end when she got a drink of whiskey, I was the writer for her. Yes. You know? And um, uh, I rejection letters. It depends on what they say, you know, um, if they say we're not interested, you know, then that's, then that's like, okay. But I have a list of authors that have been rejected. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like John Grisham, he was rejected, not John, um, 
Yeah, John, he was rejected like 97 times, mm-hmm. you know, so um, you just have to keep trying. And then, you know, then there's self-publishing, mm-hmm. which is a whole different thing. And then there's indie publishing. Uh, so the publishing world is open, especially yeah. for women writers. If you have a good story, mm-hmm. they're open. And I, right. anyone can email me and I have a roster of resources, you mm-hmm. know, to help people try to get their work published. Excellent. Now, it, it then comes the big thing is because then I'll, uh, people think, okay, I have a published book, but <laughs> then comes that business of, of selling it. <laughs> and <laughs> can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, because God, marketing. Because the, yes. I have to get someone to help me market and I'm not the best marketer. Mm-hmm. in the world. I do know that uh, a cover, a book cover opens the door. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have a book cover that stands out and you have to have a good title. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first, the first 10 pages are important, but the first page is important. It's almost like a movie, the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had... I, I mean, there's social media, there's getting an agent. Uh, I had someone that I've been working with, helping me with my marketing, setting up my Facebook and um, Twitter. And I'm not on Instagram yet. No. Uh, oh but God. I have, um, you know, I've, there's a lot of writing associations that I ha- I'm, a, I'm a member of. And I, um, it's just, it's little steps, you yeah. know, it's, it's little steps. And I, I, I think if COVID had not happened, I would have had my book in several independent bookstores in Seattle. I okay. Had- um, because we're starting to run down on time mm-hmm. and that, and um, um, just uh, some, some key points here that I think is important is that, um, that being an association with other writers are important. So whatever your endeavor, then association is important. Yes. Also, uh, your success is going to be based on uh, going to experts uh, <laughs> or somebody that knows a little bit more than you do exactly. about the situation, exactly. especially with that marketing and that that goes on. So it's the situation of what we always hear that that nobody is a success by themselves. No, that there's no, always no. that team. Yeah, it takes, uh, like I said, it takes a village. And I think that, you know, with writing, um, you, you know, what helped me was I had a very good writing coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, I started just taking a story and mm-hmm. I started working on that story. I took writing classes. I yes. networked with people um, and to the point that um, it became something that I want to do. Yes. See, so, and, it, and it's something that I need and I want to do. Absolutely. Uh, but definitely writing is a solo, is a solo uh, art. And, but having that, um, having that support system when you when you're alone and because there comes a point when any writing when you're when you're writing a story and you think who's going to read this Mm -hmm. and then there's that self-doubt and everyone 
you know, has that self-doubt. And that saboteur that yeah, we Yeah, you just say. sabotage yourself. Absolutely. You just, In whatever I mean, you know, getting a website helped me, having my website, uh, doing my blog helped. These are just really simple things mm-hmm. that if you're writing, you can start that. You know, okay. you know, really simple things. Mm-hmm. Now, um, um, just a little bit of information about, uh, do you have another book in the hopper right now? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Um, it is about four sisters uh, who um, have not seen each other in about 40 years. Oh, they that all left home. Um after being raised by their older sister, their elder sister. Uh-huh. And they have to meet in an attorney's office because their elder sister has died. Uh-huh. So um, it's, um, and I was inspired by that story from women that I know that have sisters, my own, my, my mom's sisters. Um, and it's, it's a very, um, it's a complex book, mm-hmm. but it's a, a book that I think that men and women, if they read it, they can they can reconnect and say, oh, I haven't talked to my family. Mm-hmm. And it's all about reconnecting because I'm not just writing for women. I'm writing for men, too. It's just that the characters happen to be for women, but um, uh, what you know about. It's so important. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, exactly. when we write, it has to be write what we know. Yeah, you yeah. have to write what you know, but then take a leap, too. And, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Something that you don't know. Absolutely. Well, it's, um, um, it's really about uh, the hero's journey and really how that is each of our journey, even though as storytellers, we may be putting it into uh, other forms. But whatever your form of art or your uh, form of passion, because I really think uh, that, um, Cheryl, you really showed us where that passion is is definitely needed to to keep that drive going especially when that uh spirit is down but also that you spend the time and the money to get the um to get the tools that you need so that you're able to do what you're doing and the and the association that is necessary for you to do what it is that you need to do it's important and also it's making you know, I had to figure out, you know, what do I want? What do I want to do with my, with the second half of my life mm-hmm. other than after I've done working in the cubicles? And this is something <laughs> that brings yeah. me joy. This yes. is something that I could do that I don't need anyone's permission to do. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I can do. And I found out by mentoring other unknown writers, that's, that's kind of that's that's also part of the package absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. is that next step of service to others exactly in all of the stories of the hero's journey it's the common template of the story that it comes the time when the hero must act must move out of their familiar circumstances or comfort zones to go beyond on their self-sabotage yes yes through going on 
Yeah. And going on an adventure is uh, and to be victorious, as you've done in your writing uh, situation. But this is all of us for what it is saying, what is it that I love? What is it that I'm going to do? Where am I going to move out and take that chance? It is a um, and where you then come into uh, decisive crises because okay. that's going to happen. You're going to have one stumbling block after another. But and the then, subplot is important. The subplot is important. Absolutely. absolutely. And there's a lot of things to writing than other than just doing. Uh, my teacher told me, and this is real brief. She said anybody can write a sentence. Mm-hmm. And put the commas there because I'm not the best person to put commas with grammars again. I know that Tom. I have to have Tom, but he's just it, <laughs> my writing is better. Mm-hmm. But I am a I am a good storyteller. I'm an engaging storyteller, yeah. and no, that right. and that's what you need with fiction. Uh, and uh, but uh, since we're bringing this down, we're basically now moving into uh, our audience and okay. their needs and their goals and that uh, and and that whole story of the uh, of the hero's journey that you see in your stories and yeah. yet at the same time that you live in your own life. Yes. And the and the coming to through those uh, crises and coming home uh, to your your innate self to your authentic self yes being transformed yes and in doing that then that's when you pick up that scepter of empowerment and in doing so you become of service to others Yes. as well as to yourself and that's this is true. what that's very true that's and very this true. is really what we've seen uh going on here yeah i uh, think so and regaining that rightful authentic way of being which i think i love about what you've done here well i want to uh, thank all of you for being here and i look forward to uh, um next month